0: Table minds would make for an easy Bundesliga w- weekend for Bayern, but you'd be wrong. Things went a little bit more smoothly, or shall we say, customarily, in Tuesday's Pokal match at Paderborn. Um, happy to be joined here today by Chris. Um, Toby was supposed to join us as well, but uh, he had some uh, Skype loading issues, shall we say. <laughs> but uh, Christopher Ramos, you know, is part of the Mia Miocinovic family, and. Uh, I haven't had you on for a while, Chris, so I'm more than happy to have you here today.
1: Yeah, it's lovely to be back.
0: Hi. Sweet, sweet. So uh, let's, uh, without any further ado, let's uh, get this show on the road. We're going to talk about mines first. It was a 2-0 win for Bayern. Both both goals scored in the first half. The 33-minute was a Frank Ribery, a uh, very pretty goal for Frank, actually. And then um, James Rodriguez scored in the 44th minute with a Quentin tolisso assist. Um, I don't know about you, but... Uh, Chris, do you find it strange that Hankus used Mainz with like a sort of B team and then uh, played, the, you know, the, the A team, even though it's kind of weird to say it like that, against Paderborn? I've, I would have thought it would have been the reverse.
1: Maybe Hankus. okay, Heinkes is from maybe a little bit old school on some things, and he just want to be sure that everything works smoothly maybe against Paderborn. Also now he has the opportunity to rate it out in the next Two Bundesliga games, which will both be scheduled on a Saturday, mm-hmm. w- once on a Saturday evening and once, I guess, on the normal Saturday, and then yeah, Champions League is back in, and then yeah, I guess everything will mix up a little bit more and a little bit more smoothly than right now.
0: Yeah, I, I but you get what I'm saying, right? I mean, I understand that that of course the Paderborn match is an elimination match but we'll get we'll get into them a little bit later. I just I, I just, it just struck me as odd um, when the lineups first came out for mine so I was like, "Oh, okay. We're going to do that that way." Sure. <laughs> 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 but it turned out to be it, it I mean, it worked in the end. Um but but this was not a good game for Bayern. Um Chris, I want you to if you will Chat about Mainz's midfield press and how it really, really interrupted um, Bayern's uh, any sort of like flow of play that they might have had going on.
1: It was the, the the midfield press for Mainz was really, really good in the first, let's say, 30 35 minutes of the of the entire game. Um, later on, it, it shifts slightly. Um, what they did really, really good was. They Muto in the up front um, presses against Boateng and Hummels and Rudy was covered man-to-man in a man-to-man coverage. Um, he was the player with the, I guess, lessest or second-less less touches in the entire Bayern squad in this whole game. So he was nearly complete out of, um, out of the whole game. And... Then Mainz also orientated. So um, I guess on on the left wing there was Holtmann I guess, um, <laughs> who pressed or who anticipate, antipici- anticipate, <laughs> well, really really hard word for me. Um, really really strong against for for example Rafinha. So there was for example one situation. Um, Ulroy got the ball. He played to Boateng. Uh, Boateng had no real opportunity, so he. Pass the ball on to Hummels. And now Muto comes in and try to, to catch, or yeah, try to catch in between both players, so Boateng and Hummels, so that Hummels has just one opportunity to play the ball um, out to Rafinha, for example. And then um, Holtmann was um, in between the passing line. And this was one typical situation in the early 30 minutes where Mainz had some opportunities to get the ball in the last um or in the first bayern um third third part of the squad thanks uh pitch, sorry <laughs> and yeah last but not least um yeah rudy was out of the game Tolisso was mm, didn't figure it out that well and also harvest both also played in yeah more in the zone fourteen so um on a really really high pitch and then we had a huge gap in this midfield, and that's why Mainz was so strong in the first maybe thirty minutes because Bayern just yeah tried to figure out how how to play around this
0: right right uh, um th- there's a couple of stats that that stuck out at me um. The shots taken by each team were even. Actually, initially, I first saw that Mines had, had a couple more. But the latest, uh, I think I read on Transfer uh, transfermarkt that um, the shots were 11 and 11, which is strange. I mean, it, it's not very often that you see a team outgunning or even equally gunning a Bayern side that's known for just peppering opposition with uh, with shots and shots on goal.
1: De- definitely. In the first half, I guess Bayern had three, four shots. That was the the, or the two goals. Right. And then I remember two shots from Tolisso. Um, yeah, which I, I don't know if they are... Um, found the ball (laughs) because i i don't know maybe he 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 trained for the super bowl final um um to to prepare himself as a kicker (laughs) but anyhow um is he the one that made
0: is he the one that made that i'm sorry to interrupt is he the one that made that byron video with the field goal was it him
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> could, could could imagine that he um... <laughs> he was that guy. But anyhow, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was not that many chances in the second half Bayern start very very well um, had a couple of good counter chances as Mainz tried to stand a little bit higher to invest a little bit more um, they changed make some substitutions as well um, shifting their um, their squad a little bit from a hard coded 4-4-2 maybe to a an 4-3-3 and to, to be a little bit more offensive and Bayern had a yeah, some, some more space, some more room um, for combinations and it worked out yeah, let's say 10 15 minutes and then yeah, it was a kind of an a sleeper game then afterwards.
0: Yeah, it 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 wasn't very comfortable to watch, was it? Chris?
1: Yep, I'm back.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't very comfortable to watch, was it?
1: Oh it was a typical Bayern game I would say a, a typical Bayern Heinkes game so it was kind of you had this feeling okay it works somehow mm. you, you 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 can't really explain it um, there were also some lucky moments where Hummels for example blocks and shot I guess it was around about in the 60 62 minute of the game mm where he blocked in 100 1,000% chance, I guess, from, from one um, Danilo from, from Mainz. I don't know. Um, anyhow, so they, they, they had their, their chances, and Bayern went a little bit lucky in that um, phase of the game, where they had maybe 10, 15 minutes, as they have it right now, in nearly every game, where they're struggling. But overall if you um compared also with the other games so against Hoffenheim and also against uh Werder Bremen the week before uh, the weeks before mm. they had also some uh, some some weaker parts in the match and i i i currently can't explain it why it's it's Working in that way, and why they they're challenging um the nerves from for so, so many fans <laughs> <laughs> um so often uh, but um yeah it it seems that Heinke has figured it out right now to um prepare the team in that way that they um focusing on the match um or are, let's say it, they are focused in that way that they achieve to win most of the games, Um, but there's overall in the last 5, 10, 15 games maybe there was no game where you can say, okay, there was 90 minutes fully satisfied, Um, everything worked out, we by and controlled the match beginning from the kickoff um, till the end, created so many chances, um, didn't allow many chances, so there was no game I can remember so and that's the, the thing I'm currently considering okay is it um, because of the whole situation in Bundesliga or um, is this maybe the squad or is it maybe the coach
0: right um, we've been talking on and off since since this coaching nonsense we basically have discussed you know pretty much week in and week out uh, what we think is going to happen next season uh, we did a lot of it last week with um, with uh, God, who was even <laughs> with, to- with Toby uh, and Mar- uh, with Maurice. Toby and Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. God, Jesus Christ! Um, it, and it seems to me, I don't know. We're going to talk about the state of the Bundesliga after we chat about Potterborn. Um, hmm? But if but if we're talking about, is it a coaching situation? it seems to me um, and i've said it before that that Hankus uh, Hank wasn't brought in to reinvent the wheel right he's not a um, a master tac- tactician shall we say he was he was bring- he was brought in to solidify you know to stop the hemorrhaging which but he's not going to he's not going to really make or at least in my mind, he, he's not going to reinvent anything. They're just going to be who they are until he goes, which he's definitely going. I don't, there's, he's not staying. Um, do you, do you, do you agree with that assessment? Or do you think, and what do you, how should I phrase this? What do you think we need or Bayern needs going forward after this season?
1: oh that's a huge question um <laughs> I don't know exactly it depends on um which kind of path you want to like to choose so there I, I see there are different paths so one path I have in my mind is okay um let's do a maybe hard rebuild on an harder rebuild um maybe um Drop off Ribéry, maybe drop off Robin as well. Um, take a look into the squad. Um, drop maybe Vidal as in one of the the older players. Maybe drop as well Rafinha. So sort four or five of the, oldest, uh, um, of the older players out of the squad. Um, add some new players. There are some talent, talented players from the currently... Um, U19 and also U17 squad who are well, who are very very interesting. So there are some potential younger players in the Bayern squad as well. Maybe not for next year, but a year after. So prepare them and add a an coach to that squad, um, which maybe didn't be so successful in the Bundesliga. Maybe just yeah, finish second, finish third, and. Prepare yourself for the next step then in, in the next maybe two or three years. So go maybe one step back and then in a long term, jump three or four, uh, four steps uh, forward. But this needs a lot of invest from all sides. So um, be confident. Um, be bold, trust yourself, trust the process and th- th- this this can be really hard from from a buy in point of view, especially if you are so successful over the last uh, last five, six, seven years. Um, then could be also a second path, which is maybe the in between path, so you keep a couple of those players um, you try to figure out a coach who is similar to Heinke, so he doesn't invent or reinvent the wheel, so he knows how to play football, but there will be nothing special. So, kind of an Ancelotti was a pretty similar coach than Heinke, so um, he also didn't have any bigger. Clue, tactical clue, how to, to solve things out if you compare to to some, some other coaches. Um, so it could be that they are trying to look for somebody um, as well and then tr- try to be uh, yeah, kind of this mixer, mixed path. And also, last but not least, it could be that everything goes on as it now goes. So um, you keep nearly the, the squad, you add maybe one, two players as they did it in the last two three years and then yeah it it doesn't really matter of course who's the coach maybe if it that that could be a little bit too offensive but um it's not that that hard and then you, you just keep that wing focus you you just keep the play as you play it right now um and yeah that's so kind of different solution or that, that other kind of different solutions or paths I have in my mind. And currently, um, if you're um, hearing of the voices or what Kala what says, so one of the Bayern bosses and the president, Uli you you can't really figure it out which, which kind of approach they are looking for.
0: Right. Uh, who, okay, who in your mind do you think is going to be the trainer next
1: season oh it's could <sighs> I, I, I don't I'm put, know. I'm putting. I, I, I'm totally it, 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 putting it, it, you on the it, spot
0: right now.
1: <laughs> it, uh, I have the, the the feeling that it's it's getting harder from week to week because also if you're reading German newspapers, um, it's a kind of an yeah, it's a kind of a an real and finger pointing which is going on. So in in one week, then everything is clear. Tuchel will be the coach. Then the week after, um, everything pointed out. It will be Kovac. Kovac will be the coach. Uh, will be the coach to so the current trainer from. Uh, or the current coach from, from Eintracht Frankfurt. And also Jürgen Löw, um, the current um, coach or manager from the um, German national squad, um, is back in the lottery. So there are some opportunities, there are some chances that one of those kind of coaches will be jump in. But it could be that it's also... Totally somebody else. So it's 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 really 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 hard, actually. Um, If I I need to to, if I need to (laughs) if I need to bet, I currently I would say that Tuchel has still maybe the best chances. Then follow up maybe by Löw, but Löw as the challenge or the 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 biggest issue that um yeah he is running for the world cup uh, this summer so um if you remember four years ago um he was quite offensive after Germany wins the, or won the World Cup. Um, he come out and says afterwards he needs at least an, an half year or one year to recover. So because it was a um, very, very intense um, period of time. So currently, I can't imagine that after a World Cup... Um, so it that ends would, in mid july yeah. that's it, it's it it ends on a, on a sunday maybe <laughs> in, a, in a final or um, a little bit before in a, a quarterfinal or um, yeah semi-final and then the week after um he's sitting on the Bayern bench and preparing the, the squad so i i can't really imagine that that will happen
0: yeah me neither he seems like maybe uh somebody for the future and and just so you know, uh, I I used to do a lot of writing about the German national team as well, and I've given, I've given Love uh, a certain amount of a stick over the, <laughs> over the years. <laughs> I really only, only in 2014 did, you know, and then, and then uh, with Confederations Cup last season, did I really start to get behind him. Um before that it was oh this is terrible and and just mad about everything all the time <laughs> so so we'll definitely see but but yeah i can i can wrap my head around him as as, as somebody for the future but not next season and i tend to think like you that uh, thomas Tuchel is still leading the charge so far
1: yeah, I mean, it could work in that way that, that they're t- currently trying to convince the um, because they are looking for Löw maybe 2019. So maybe Löf will quit the job after World Cup, take some rest, and then he will take over. That could be something I have in my mind, and that's why they... Um, Kalle Rumeniger and Uli is trying to enforce your um, Heinke's to stay another season. That could be something I can, I, I would understand from from their perspective. But um, you you already figured it out. Uh, it seems <laughs> that Heinke's Heinke's wouldn't is not looking forward to stay another season.
0: Right, right, and tactically or 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 maybe uh, player developmentally. That might not be the best idea either.
1: Exactly. Exactly. exactly.
0: So let's uh, let's get away from that and let's let's. <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, let's get back to minds for a moment. Um, what do you take away from uh, Sandro Wagner's uh, first start?
1: Mm. He was very motivated. Maybe. He tried to be aggressive on the pitch. So he had had a couple of fouls in the first half, I guess three or four. Um, that's why he had an, an, yeah, very bad statistics um, based on his tacklings. I guess he won um, three out of nine, something like that, or one out of nine, um, because he committed a lot of fouls. Yeah, um, he he tried to be involved in some combinations as it Lewandowski does. Uh, if you see Wagner now and compare it with Lewandowski, um, you you can or you, you see the the huge difference between. Okay, what what does it mean to to have a world class striker like Lewandowski or some? Let's. Um, don't say it too offensive, um, and, and good player like Wagner. So Wagner is a good player. He's an, maybe a Bundesliga player. Um, he has some potentials. Um, he has, some, he has a nice skill set. Um, but in, in some spots, he's very limited. And you, you saw it a little bit on, on last Saturday when they played against Mainz, where you saw, okay, combination is like hmm, well
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> he, at least he tried it <laughs> that would, would, would be a teacher's, teacher's call here yeah he tried it um, yeah he, he, he was motivated and he was trying to be involved um, he had one or two chances um uh, he he missed to to score his goal. I mean, if if one of the chances, I guess the biggest one was in the shortly after the break, um, where he he missed the goal or um, the yeah the shot was not very accurate and the the goalkeeper for Mainz just raised his arms and and had the ball. But anyhow, um, if something like that went in, then everybody says, "Hey Wagner, wow, what an." Uh, um, he's back and yeah. So, but he didn't score the goal. Um, he was he, he tried to be involved. Um, he will get some chances in the upcoming weeks if Bayern will stay in the Champions League after the um, or move to the maybe quarterfinals or semifinals, and then they had a tough schedule in March and April. Then he will receive, of course, some new opportunities, and maybe it will work out a little bit more than it does against Mainz.
0: I tend to agree. Plus, it's really, I mean, it's its difficult when you, when your competition is Lewandowski as well. Sure, for sure. I mean, he's not just going up against some schlub. It's it's probably the best number nine in the world. So, I think we as Bayern supporters have to to recognize that a little bit and and go okay. You know, we can't be ridiculous in in our expectations at this point. I don't think
1: maybe also his teammates and maybe Wagner himself need to, to figure out okay what is the perfect role and how I need to to play here
0: I absolutely agree so um, let's I think we're done with Mainz right we can forget about that game
1: that <laughs> <laughs> <See you> later
0: <laughs> and let's move on to uh, Paderborn it was a 6-0 victory for Bayern um, pretty fairly easy throughout um in the 19th minute, uh, Kingsley Coman opened the scoring with an Arjen Robin assist. Six minutes later, Lewandowski got on the board with the Kingsley Coman assist. Uh, just before the half, Kimmich got on the board with uh, Mats Hummel's assist. And then in the second half, Quentin Talisa scored uh, with a James Rodriguez assist. And then in three minutes, Aryan Robin got on the board twice. Those are my favorite goals of the day, P.S. <laughs> 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 the, the first in the 86th minute, uh, assisted by Sebastian Rudy. And then it was true robbery in the 89th minute with the Franck River Um So pretty easy stuff. Uh, why was this match so better organized than the Mines game? Okay, Okay, yeah, all the personnel was there, right? But Paderborn doesn't suck either.
1: No, no, they were, they played offensive, they had a game plan, they tried to press high. Um, I, I tweeted it while, while I watched the match and I thought, wow, uh, maybe Paderborn plays more offensive than 15 of 18 or 17 Bundesliga teams against Bayern. So I was really impressed by their play style and how they try to be, yeah, bringing, bringing boldness in their game. Um, just don't park the bus, play that kind of Chelsea style of football. Um, just, or Mourinho style where you're just parking and, yeah, um, railing for the, that one single chance. They tried to be offensive. They, of course, they made a lot of mistakes. Um, also based on their in the quality, of course, because it's just an currently um, um, they are in the third um, league of the, the Bundesliga. But therefore, they they did it really, really well. Um, if Bayern maybe didn't, or if Lewandowski didn't score the, the second goal, um, then it would be still, I, I wouldn't say a kind of a 50-50 game, um, but then it could be still more a little bit more interesting because Paderborn also had some, some chances.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> Felix made a really good point in his Three Things article about this match. Saying, um, by the way, that Bayern was able to operate against uh Paderborn and their offensive setup, it bodes very well for Champions League uh competition going forward. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not?
0: I mean, a- able to like get you know, I and like you said, you reference Mourinho and you know, like a parking the bus situation, it seems that. Bayern plays better or a lot more smoothly when the pitch is a little more open, like you said yeah,
1: against Paderborn.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah, of course. Um, they, I mean, with with player like Boateng and Hummels, Hummels did had a really lovely assist for Kimmich Yeah, and for the third goal, um, that are of course. Um, they, they can use their individual strength much more better if they have more space. Also, command on the, on the left wing, for example, um, if he have, has 30, 40 um, meters of space where he can act and not just one or two meters, um, then he can be much more aggressive <laughs> and has definitely more chances.
0: Yeah, for sure. You hate to see him getting a lot of space and running at you because it just makes a lot of people look like very, very terrible defenders.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the best way to, to stop him right now is um, just avoid that he gets the ball.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really appreciating what's happening with him. Under under Henkes. I don't I don't know if it's a a growth really, or he's playing any different. He's just getting his chances. Well, not for the first three matches of of <laughs> of, of the Rookerinda, but he you know when he's given a chance to start, I think he's he's much more able to make the most of it. I think his conf- maybe it's just his confidence has grown when he was getting a little bit beat down under Ancelotti.
1: Exactly. I, I guess I'm, I'm looking forward um, for the, the both Champions League matches against Besiktas, Istanbul, when they... Or if, if, if Heinkes needs to figure out, um, what is the better approach? So will he go with Komon or will he go with Ribery in the, in the starting squad?
0: And this, this actually, this brings me to my next little bit. Um, this match did show the difference between an, an A and a B squad, but what happens when the team really starts to get back to full strength, um, Chiago is back to training. Muller mm-hmm. is back in training. Javi Martinez is back. Uh, what happens going forward? Um, is 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 Hengis gonna gonna rotate, or how do you feel? Like, uh, are there going to be certain situations where you need the creativity of Thiago over the hammer of Vidal
1: and so forth? <laughs> I guess maybe they are. Okay, let's let's assume um, if Neuer is back, then then Neuer will be um, back in goal, of course. So then you have the first spot, who is, uh, which is definitely blocked to 100%, or actually Ulreich till or till, yeah, Neuer is, is um, injured. Um, then you have Alaba, Boateng, Hummels, and Kimmich, which are also kind of yeah blocked to 100%. Um, so so yeah, they are currently all getting, getting back in shape, shape especially Bo He was, yeah, he, he he struggled for a while. Let's say nearly one. Um, yeah, in, in the last 12 months, but he's. In, getting back Back in in shape shape. Um, so So those those four spots are also blocked. I guess the the biggest challenge for Heinkes will be the the midfield midfield. so I guess guess Martinez has a a spot maybe to let's say 70-80% secured and then Mm, okay, James is currently playing really, really well. So he also deserves normally in a spot. And then it's getting tough. So um, there's one spot left, maybe for Müller, maybe for Thiago, maybe for Vidal. Cur- currently, I think it's, it's it's really hard to figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, both wing positions. I guess this is um, maybe currently the, the biggest challenge. So <laughs> Um, I, I guess Heinke's is intent to give Ribery a lot of chances, um, but he also, I, I guess, he all definitely, recognizes definitely recognizes that maybe Komang is currently in the in the better shape and in a better position. position. Mm-hmm. So, but, but this, let's, let's assume this is a 50-50 spot and, and then on the, the right wing right you can also argue okay Robin, okay, he, he made it at least uh, the last two ga- uh, goals against Paderborn um, but in the entire Rückrunde um, in the I guess four or five games we currently play um, he, he struggled also for a while in, in most of the games um, so one opportunity could be also that um, Müller is playing on the outside and then you have Lewandowski in the upfront, front I guess this is also an insecure spot. So mm-hmm. at least you have maybe eight up to nine spots which are more or less blocked. And then you have yeah two, three question marks. But last but not least, I guess in the Bundesliga and maybe in the um, semi-final of the cup of the uh, DFB Pokal you will see some rotations Some in some games I expect some bigger rotations maybe in some not um, but I could imagine that we see at least four or five changes maybe between a Champions League match and, a, and then the upcoming Bundesliga match.
0: Right, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um <clears throat> Who would you want to draw for Pokal? I know the draw is on Sunday.
1: Uh, well, Hopefully not against Leverkusen or not in Leverkusen. This is maybe the most difficult um, draw. Schalke could also be kind of a challenge and Frankfurt as well because both teams um have a really really strong focus on the defensive or they have a really strong defensive game plan uh-huh. and they're bringing also a lot of um physicals into their game. Yeah. So maybe Leverkusen with an home home match. That would be maybe the, the perfect spot. Hmm. How about you? I don't know.
0: I just want to draw Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't Frankfurt. Have a, I don't have a particular reason. I just I just want to draw Frankfurt.
1: <laughs> Frankfurt, at, at least home game would be nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely always. at home. I I don't want to go there, but but yeah, that would be that would be if I had a choice, that would be mine. So um. We don't really have too much else to talk about. Um, do you have any uh, any other thoughts on the Paderborn match? I think I think th- it was fairly straightforward, like nothing out of the ordinary, right?
1: No, nothing really special. It, it was a little, the, the players struggled a little bit in the first 10-15 minutes, um, but after that, they gained control, they, they scored their Goals when they were necessary, so overall everything worked out quite well.
0: Yeah. So, so we have a we have a couple of final thoughts. Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the state of the Bundesliga this season. Um, Bayern, like you like you said before, Chris. Bayern isn't really playing great football. They definitely weren't under Ancelotti and it's only nominally better now, I think probably uh, Maurice and Toby and I were, were talking about it uh, last podcast that probably the most striking thing is, is that goals against aren't getting any better right under, under Henkes as, as they as, as what was going on under Ancelotti. I just think that, especially with Haimes uh, coming into form and Coman getting more chances, that the offense is clicking better. But there's still this kind of weird situation in the midfield. And Bayern isn't... They're good, but they're not great. They can They could be great, but they're not. But still, they're absolutely massacring the rest of the Bundesliga. Which is very very strange like this season or last season would would have been the time for another team to actually win the bundesliga and it is definitely not gonna happen it's not gonna happen uh chris what are your what are your thoughts on this because i'm sure you you have a a few of them
1: (laughs) oh it's 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 really really hard actually to watch Bundesliga, Um, because most of the teams, even Bayern, in kind of curly brackets, they struggle with creating an offensive game plan. Most of the teams don't have it. I would argue that at least 10, 12 um, teams just looking forward or going into a match with Hopefully, um, we're having under fifty percent um, ball possession, and they don't have any bigger clue what they can do with the ball. And this makes Bundesliga currently really, really hard to watch, especially because most of the teams are lagging with yeah, with a kind of they they don't have any um, individual. Um, Player in their squad who can overcome this limitation. Okay, so, so like
0: like a game like a, a game changer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Game changer would be the, the perfect uh, perfect work word. Uh, I'm looking for it. Thanks. Um, so, for example, James or Lewandowski most of the time is, is kind of this player currently in the, in the current season for Bayern. So creating out of nearly nothing, something. And Bailey is, is the kind of those player, um, currently for Leverkusen. That's why Leverkusen is, the second best team actually, but um, he's also not that consistent as most of the the Bayern players like Hamas and and Lewandowski. Also, then they have Coman uh, and Müller. Um, they can create based on their individual strength a little bit more out of out of nothing. So, and that's why if you compare it to the overall Bundesliga, um, you have maybe 17 teams and throw them into... Um, yeah, into a lottery, pick out two, let them play ten games against each other, and at the end you have um, a result, kind of 5 five. Or if you want to split it really really hard, then you have four three four or 3 4 three f- four three. So three wins, four draws, three wins, something like that. So and and even if you pick out like a, a club like Leipzig, Dortmund, or Leverkusen, which is which are currently performing a little bit better. Then they left maybe five wins And then three draws and two losses How
0: How does this change? Okay, it's already well established That Bayern does business Better than anyone else in the Bundesliga How How does this change For the rest of the Bundesliga? Because if it doesn't I mean, you want to talk about A real hegemony you know, mm. uh, uh, there's there's no way that Bayern's not going to win the next three or four, and then what the hell is the point of the league? That,
1: that is, is definitely, definitely a challenge. A challenge.
0: It's I not, mean, and, you, and it's not, and it's not, and I want to say this: it's not Bayern's fault for them doing business well.
1: No, no. The, you, you need to look at each other team. Like on, you have to spot on those Dortmunds, on those Schalke's, on those maybe Leverkusens now Leipzig's, and maybe even much Gladba, and try to figure out. Okay, why is each of those teams not performing as they could? I mean, currently with after twenty-one games. Leverkusen is second with 35 points. And in the last season, Dortmund had at the same time 45 and was second in the Bundesliga.
0: Right. Yeah, that's just kind of nuts. Interesting uh, quotes, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, Um, from Dortmund saying that they were moving away from, I guess, if it was even translated right, like tactical football into um, creating an atmosphere of loyalty and where yeah. people wanted to stay, did you did you see that? I think it was Watska that said it, but I can't be positive. And I just find it kind of striking. And they do have a, they have a really bad loyalty problem. <laughs> I would, I would say. <laughs>
1: I mean, it just. They, they, seems they need to establish t- some, some loyalty programs into their contracts.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they're getting away from they're getting away from having the release clauses and stuff, which I think is is a good move. But now, you know, looking at looking at Dembele and looking at Alba Mayang this year, you know, like, why? Why don't they want to stay there? They're making good money. It's supposed uh, to be a very high-profile team. It's one of the twentieth biggest clubs in Europe. So, so what's what's going on? I mean, I think I don't I don't think they should get away from like approaching their football tactically. I think that's a really dumb decision. But they they do have a need to try and figure out um, how they can. Keep their keep their players.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, I I don't know why this this happened because also Aubameyang um, signed a contract extension um, nearly under the radar um, in the fall and then um, yeah he he tried to force this um, buyout. So it's it's really, really hard to, to understand what's going on there. I mean, for some players like Bartra, there's the kind of a difficult situation after everything which happened um, with the terror attack in the last spring. Right. But, yeah. You, 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 you you made a really good point. They, Dortmund is maybe one of the, the top 20, maybe top 15 teams in Europe. And they're currently really, really struggling with, um, keeping their position. (laughs) And it will be much more harder if they, um, selling their assets so early.
0: And, and, um, speaking of, Leipzig in kind of the same mean I mean they're buying young and they're buying from their sister club a whole lot uh, <laughs> um, and, and and maybe that's a little bit of a different situation because they are really only trying to take on young talent um, but eventually that mindset is going to have to change for them a little bit as well
1: maybe they also i mean you, you need to figure out that in, it's it's a new or it was a new experience for them to playing Champions League, and last year they, they benefited a lot of um, from from a whole training week, so yeah just yeah if you look at the calendar, then they had just two games in a week so from Saturday to Saturday right, and what they did is they prepared starting from Monday till Friday in the afternoon they prepare just for that single match um, which comes up on Saturday and Hasenhüttl one of his approach was always um, that the second team was trying to mirror um, the next opponent. So, for example, if they played against Bayern, then the second team tried to mirror Bayern with a um, 4-3-3. Um, they had their positions and Hasenhüttl tried to figure out, okay, what's the perfect solution against that? Right. Um, now, with the Champions League, um, there was no chance to do that for that high, intense preparation because they... Um, played on, on Saturday, then they had one day off on Sunday. On Monday they were sitting in the plane um, traveling maybe again, um, to Porto, then they played against Porto, then they come back on, on Wednesday, had a day off. Then they had just uh, on Thursday uh, and short recovery day. And then Friday, they did, or let's say Thursday, maybe Friday, they can prepare a little bit on the next opponent um, for the Saturday match. And there they struggled, struggled a lot. And also, um, as mentioned before, they have some challenges with developing their own game plan. Um, they don't have the, the biggest clue when they have the ball. They There's maybe also a, a, a slightly lack of talent in their, in their offense where they can create some, some opportunities if the um, opponent, um, that the counter or the, the the team which they are facing is just parking the bus, as they uh, as it happens maybe against Leipzig two or three weeks ago, uh, against against Freiburg in Freiburg, and yeah, that's uh, definitely some some challenges which they are facing.
0: Do you do you think, and we'll end it with this question, um, do you think the league is, or or the under. The other Bundesliga squads, they're too reactionary instead of having their own particular mindset or how they would like to play. Do you understand what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. Um, I would answer within clearly yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, in, in that way. that now every team, or if you compare it, maybe to let's say five up to seven years ago um, as Klopp was really successful with Dortmund they won the league twice um, there were 50 or let's say out of the, those 18 teams there was just one team with an really ordinary mindset, game plan preparation or maybe one or two and that was Dortmund and that was maybe Mainz then with Tuchel and by a little bit with um, with, with Van Gaal and later on Heinkes but it was not that really really big clue and they, they, they struggled really hard to figure out how they're facing a kind of an be- really well prepared um, opponent with a match plan and with an preparation based on each opponent. So that um, team like Mainz, for example, changed their tactics or also Dortmund a little bit um, based on which they are facing. That was totally new. And that's why those kind of teams were a little bit ahead um, in that time frame. And now you have out of 18 teams, maybe... It 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 flipped around, so nearly every team has it now. Those kind of mindset and game plan, and they try to prepare. Um, but now they they are back in those like equality. Uh, equal so there there's the the, the game changes missing. Maybe the game changing tactics plan, and also a little bit maybe the boldness, as the coaching spot um, went really um, to an. Yeah, higher and fire position for, in, in most of the teams. I guess Dada for, for Hertha's now the, the oldest one. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's in charge maybe now for, for two, for two years or something like that, or two and a half years. Um, so a very, very short time frame. And it's totally typical that 10, 12, um, yeah coaches got fired in one season or after one season so most of the teams are just then looking or most of the coaches looking on fun okay i need to stabilize the system um getting one point so that nobody can play myself if i risk something and um it went wrong and maybe we are losing two or three games in a row um so let's do it at the wolfsburg way um yeah, and just Collect stay alive. A couple of draws. Yeah. yeah, just stay alive if, if getting draws, uh, winning some, some of the games, but yeah, don't lose so much games. And yeah, then yeah, you are stuck in the midfield somehow. Um, nothing is, is is going forward, but also nothing is going backwards, and that that's currently also one of the biggest challenges. How, how does
0: it get solved?
1: It get solved in that way there are two ways um one way could be that the bundesliga is getting back players um with outperforming the the other side so those kind of them maybe those Bailey's, and they figure a way out the other teams. Not only Bayern, but the other teams figure way out that those players will stay not only for one or one and a half seasons, that they are stay maybe again for two, three, or four seasons, so that they can stabilize and establish themselves. And that that's one way so back uh, getting back on the individual hype train or second one is um the teams and the clubs, or let's say the clubs and the, the people in charge trust their trainers and coaches a little bit more over a longer time period. And then there will be coaches like Nagelsmann, um, maybe which establishing a, a new way of they yeah, playing football and you play style and yeah figuring something out to to break down let's say the the, the matter in that way they, are, they can outplay from now on ten or twelve Bundesliga teams, teams which are playing nearly nearly the same style of football
0: okay, I said it was going to be the last question <laughs> 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 just one more if you want to answer it um Do you think that eventually the Bundesliga is going to have to uh, get rid of the 50 plus 1 rule to stay competitive in Europe?
1: Ooh, a really, really hard question. I don't know if the 50 plus 1 rule is currently the the biggest challenge. So, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to argue. Um, Okay, I see the benefits that... Money can come into the Bundesliga, um, but also, yeah, it maybe enforces um, some of the the things I said before with the um, overheated transfer market and the right. player leaving away too too early. Um, those things will happen much more. Um, if the 50 plus one um, is gone, so I would ex- So there, there is a chance. Of course, there's more money, um, but the Premier League is currently so much ahead, and also teams like Barcelona and Real Madrid are so much ahead. Um, that this wouldn't help so much for, from my perspective and also you would lost the, the, the whole fan base which is definitely needed um, so that they are going into the stadium, um, they are also spending a lot of money and you, you would throw this a little bit away. And maybe also you you lost a lot of atmosphere so it's it's really really hard um, to to argue for for one of those sides
0: okay i i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna leave that off there because I'm sure we could talk about that for hours
1: <laughs> de- de- definitely you you can find so many arguments and reasons, and there are currently teams like Leipzig which are yeah kind of figuring out a way to get rid of it in an, in a very crude way and uh, yeah, so it's it, it, it's definitely hard.
0: For sure. So definitely stuff like that will come up uh, throughout the rest of the season and probably into the foreseeable future. So we don't need to we don't need to solve all the Bundesliga problems right now. (laughs) 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 Plus, the podcast has gone on for long enough. Um, Chris, uh, where can we find you online? Masonroad.com. Yep. And on Twitter, your handle is...
1: Ramsey or masonroad underscore uh, dot com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And as usual, I'm Susie Schaaf at the Susie Schaaf on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. We've got a nice, Tasty match against Schalke coming up on the weekend, and um, I'm sure we'll be talking to you after that. Chris, again, thank you so much for joining us, and listeners, thank you for tuning in as well. Ciao. Bye bye. (laughs) Die gewonnen, die immer, die verdient, Wir haben die Kampf gewonnen, den Sohn der Knochenen Wir haben von gewonnen, die der